The masons were aware that the resultant forces must lie within the stonework. By the Gothic period, they'd begun to have the nerve to try to reduce the amount of stone they used. Instead of rounded Romanesque arches, they used the pointed Gothic arch, which was closer to the shape of the line of thrust. Well, we're here in the 1240 part of the cathedral, about 100 years after Gothic started, so it's still fairly simple and straightforward. You can see the ribs on the high vaults, uh, collecting together into these colonnettes, bringing the forces down, if you like, onto the main piers. The piers are slenderer uh, than they are in the Romanesque part of the cathedral. There are big windows behind. Right, so what we really got is a different style here. We've got very slender stonework. That's correct, yes. Yeah. And also we've got a stone vault up here, that's as right. opposed to the wooden one over there. Yes, that's right. Uh, this, of course, was a, a Gothic invention, really, uh, to lighten the vault sufficiently so that you could build it as fireproofing, really, because the timber roofs uh, always caught fire um, and destroyed when they fell in a lot of the cathedral. Now, presumably, this kind of style of architecture must have led to completely different building techniques. There are different requirements, of course. Uh, just like the uh, masonry arch thrusting sideways always, so the stone vault that we see here also thrusts sideways. And you have to have more elaborate system of buttressing on the outside of the cathedral to take those thrusts. If you don't have side aisles, it's fairly straightforward. You can put the buttresses up against the sides of the cathedral yes. to take the thrusts down to the ground. But if you've got side aisles, as we have here, then somehow you've got to get these thrusts from the high vault over the side aisles to the outside world. And this, of course, led to the invention of the flying buttress. It's not the downward pressure that's the problem. Remember, stone is quite happy in compression. Stone likes being a pillar. What stone like doesn't like and pillars don't like is being pushed sideways, you know, put into bending. It's very, very easy, as you see, to turn that over. And so this is what they did. This little piece is added. It's called a flying buttress. And once you have that flying buttress, make an enormous difference to the stability of the building. So I can really thump that, but the sideways force, the, the really dangerous one, is going through that and can be transferred through a small buttress to the ground. Flying buttress, I think, is when we've really got our engineering brains going again in the Middle Ages. It's the beginning, I think, of a whole development of science and technology in, in Europe. The masons arranged for flying buttresses to be positioned at discrete points to collect the sideways forces from the vault. Well, we're standing here in the roof space above the choir vault. We've got a lead-covered roof here. Uh, and this is the weatherproofing for the whole cathedral. Water will run off this and not get inside. But of course, the timber roof uh, is a fire hazard, and below all this, we've got the, the stone vault, which is the fireproofing. The vault itself is 25, 30 centimeters thick. As you can see, it's got on the top of it a sort of concrete, uh, mortar, small bits of stone all mixed up. And the whole of this is a very effective fire barrier indeed. And you can see from the shape uh, of these vaults, the sort of arching action, how the forces are taken down into the vaulting pocket there, pass through the wall and are met on the other side, resisted on the other side, by the flying buttress, which is therefore placed fairly low down on the cathedral compared with the parapet level of the roof. 